Hey, they look like they're gonna fight Irish style. <laughs> Get a screenshot of that. Put up your dukes, eh? Don't you want to fight? <laughs> oh yes, I want to fight. Get back over here. Put up your dukes. Go, Ginger. <laughs> Get back here. This is what we're gonna be doing for the next the whole time. <laughs> Bad is Great. Come here, you. XQ, folks. XQ quality. Better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. This is episode 240 of Channel Massive. Our Why, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's correct. When you say it that way, it sounds so much better than season eight. <laughs> well, it is season eight. <laughs> it is season eight, though. That's crazy, too, though. Both sound pretty daunting and amazing. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, we went through a lot of co-hosts. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> and this is are. our first tale from the secret world. Yes. Prepare for judgment. It it was a bit of a shock, I have to say. Yeah, the, yeah. The, we'll get into that, but it was the secret world was a whole new world. It, it was, really was a whole new world. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, 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 yeah. It was a bit of a shock to the system, and I remember mentally preparing for this and being told by you and by Hilgi and other people it's, it's a very different game. But you just you don't know how different it is or how it's going to be different until you go in there yeah, and play it. And it's like, wow, what the hell am I doing? My keyboard shortcuts aren't working. Every time I hit B, I bring up a browser, not a bag. Yeah, that's just really I kept, I must have done that ten times in a row. I was like, <laughs> must not hit B. Ah, Google again. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they would just standardize those keystrokes. Yeah. but right. eh. I've always thought that the MMOs that go away from the standard C for character, B for whatever, K for skills or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ones that go their own way, it's like the height of like hubris, right? It's like, yeah. It's a standard. It's been around forever. Just go with it. Don't go yeah. with some wacky ass thing. Well, instead of the AS or the, you know, ASDW keys, we've decided to go with the GHJY <laughs> because it makes more sense. You can map things all the way around yeah, those keys. all around, because everyone knows you'll remember those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we are very excited to hear what you think about our adventures in the secret world. And if you're still with us in World of Warcraft, which we'll also talk about that, yeah, let us know your thoughts on either of these games. You can email us at mail M-A-I-L. at channelmaster.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter. Our official Twitter is at channelmassive. My Twitter, I'm Noah is at this is noah and marks is i am at c-o-m-a-r-k-m as in colorado mark m yes yes so we uh we have tweets going all over the place and once i don't i don't know if i'll ever graduate so to speak to facebook but i'm really digging the twitter thing yeah i want to i keep meaning to like surprise everyone by actually doing something with the facebook page um because like we have a we have to get rid of the group and make it a page or something like that. Oh, and I, yeah, that thing. I keep And so every time I do that, I get daunted by the process. I'm like, oh, what will I lose if I do this? I just, I don't know. Oh, oh, and then my attention span wanders, and then I'm off to the next thing that's utterly useless. So somehow, someway, I've got to get, like, gain dominance over Facebook, but uh, it just hasn't happened yet. So. But in the meantime, we've got plenty going on on Twitter, yep. and we'll keep you up to date yeah. over there about... Well, We'll remind you when we're playing, when we're recording shows, when yep. new shows are live. We're thinking about doing some ad hoc uh, WoW stuff. Yeah. So we got that going. Yeah, so you'll also be able to follow that information there, too. So we, we have all sorts of stuff to tell you about in this episode. As alluded to last week, when we were playing and recording, it was about our last official session in World of Warcraft, at least as far as the show is concerned, and our two-month tour yeah. in World of Warcraft. And... We, I, if you've been listening to Channel Massive for a long time, you might remember a guy named 
Brian, who was on the show, and he had a, a case of game addiction with World of Warcraft. And I work with him, and I went up to tell him, like, hey, yeah, so we finished our World of Warcraft tour. And he's like, all right, good. You got it uninstalled, put away and everything, doing all right? I'm like, no. <laughs> I st- we, we still have to play it. <laughs> yeah, we still uh, we are having separation anxiety. And... <laughs> yes. And playing the Secret World even more reinforced how much I love World of Warcraft. Not to say that I hated Secret World or anything. No, 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 not at all. But... I just forgot how much how it's become like comfortable and homey and yeah, it's my go-to. Like, it really has. Thing. So, yeah, we we will be doing ad hoc WoW sessions. I think. Yes, but you bring up a good point. Tell tell me, Mark, about your about the war return to Secret World. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, I, first thing I realized as we booted up Secret World, I had at least made sure I was patched and everything. I didn't, yeah. we didn't have that travesty where we're like, oh, okay guys, in 45 minutes I'll be fully patched. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't have that, but we did want to do the character creation while we were talking on Skype because that's a big part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I realized, um, was that even though I've only been away from it for a few months, I totally did not remember anything. I remembered the game and playing the game, but I didn't remember how to play the game at all, which is strange. Um, I don't know if I just have gained muscle memory at WoW from playing it for so much time, but (laughs) I take years off from that and go back to it. And aside from all the new content, I really know how to play it. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I was trying to kind of remember how to play well, the interface is pretty complex. It's it is. a little esoteric. It's almost. it's it's awkward and yeah. more awkward, I think, than Age of Conan, which is yeah. I don't um, remember having strange. this kind of feeling of like whoa when I saw that character development radial menu yeah. or chart. I'm like, I do not know what the hell any of this is, and I still don't really know. Oh yeah, the skill chart's just freaky. Yeah, and, um, it's really cool looking. It's, it, gives it looks you like so, some kind of crazy infographic. Yeah, but. it gives you so much flexibility, but it's daunting and. I think what a lot of the, you know MMOs are doing these days is they're like gently introducing you to the complexity, the underlying complexity of the game, whereas this just throws it right at you. It's like here it is. Hold and, then you, and then, as I mentioned earlier, you go to bring up a bag, and you're in a browser. It's an embedded browser, and what's really yeah. cool about the browser is some of the quests that you get, where they're investigative quests. You have to do research with the, the web. Yeah, that's and so it's really a, it's a cool. really it's a key feature, but it can also be used to pull up information. It's a real bra- embedded browser, but really, I really wanted to just look at my inventory. <laughs> I did not want to. So it's stuff which like is I, which I is think. I, which actually I guess is a standard sense, too. But yeah. I'm just in the habit of playing yeah. now. But yeah. Um, so anyway, I was a little bit thrown off by the interface. Um, the uh, I don't know what well. What did you think about it? And I guess you had pretty much the same. I, I did too. It's. I wish that I had like a cheat sheet or something, or maybe like a little reference card, kind of like how the old StarCraft games and War, Warcraft games came with a little cardboard. Yeah, little reference guide. Yeah, and since I bought this digitally, uh, I didn't have that. I just kind of had to try to figure it out, and I'm kind of zipping through. I, I didn't want to spoil the experience of the yeah. game because I wanted to have a completely fresh new perspective and everybody else who's playing including you and the other folks who've joined us they've all played this game a number of hours and so i just wanted to provide something unique but it's the learning curve is a little steep yeah and like you i have muscle memory from wow and when we would get into combat or we'd be going somewhere there were several times where i would hit three Oh, to try and roll. Which was what I mapped my roll ability yeah. <laughs> over in World of Warcraft. I'm like, I can't roll. I'm not. What the hell? And you have to like tap X to sprint, which is kind of weird. Oh, it's yeah. a toggle. Toggle sprint, which yeah. makes you sit down and wow. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. yeah so th- there's just some weird. It, it's going to. We're going to have to expand our brains. Yeah. And get used to juggling two complex interfaces at once. Yeah, I think so. But we had some other people, as alluded to. Join us. We had both Southern Scott and Military Scott. If we'd have had Hilgi Scott, my head would have exploded. The Scott Triumvirate. Yeah, it would have been something. But it was really cool because I really had a good time when Military Scott joined us from World of Warcraft. Yeah. And then he just fell off the radar, and I wasn't sure why, but he finally told us this session. Good to have you here. Yeah, I'm 
got bored of WoW, like right when you guys started that stuff, so. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't stomach it. Yeah, so he was utterly burned out from playing WoW. And in fact, I had taunted him when he started his WoW binge. I was like, playing WoW, are you serious? You don't have anything better to do? <laughs> and I taunted him kind of relentlessly. And so he went ahead and played it, you know, despite my taunting, um, <laughs> which isn't a big surprise. No one listens to me. But he, uh, <laughs> no one listens so anyway, to me. when we started to play, he logged into, you know, humorous with his goblin the first night, but it was just too much for him. And he really needs a break from WoW right yeah. now. And I can understand that. So He's playing Vanguard right now. He juggles a lot of them. So I can understand a break from WoW. I can't understand a break with everything else there is available to play, like Guild Wars 2 and other yeah. stuff. I can't understand Vanguard. And I gave him... So I'm giving him a hard time about that now. <laughs> and I'm trying to find that picture of the rat on the boat to send him. It's like, oh, have gosh. you run into this boss monster yet? <laughs> it's really cool. You know, WoW just has the Storm King or whatever. But you can find this rat with, with the, the buck teeth on the boat. <laughs> with the t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, I, and this kid, is where Military Scott never joins his skin in anything. <laughs> no, I think he understands our, our humor. Yeah. yeah, he's got a good sense of humor about it. And Southern Scott was just not interested at all in playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. And so he was all about Secret World asking us, when are you starting? Come on, let's get rolling. Let's get this show on the road. We were also going to be joined by Hilgi Scott and Eric, but both of, them, both of them had something come up. But hopefully they can join us next time. And we got an email from someone we haven't heard from in a long time, so I was really excited to hear from Cool It. Yeah. And so hopefully he will be joining us as well next month. That would be awesome. Well, let's talk about... Character creation? Yes. So so Noah in a pre- and I in a previous session, I guess when we were doing the final WoW podcast, we were looking at um, the Secret World character creation because... I had mentioned that all the women in it have a really kind of a severe look to them. Yeah, and, they do. And to illustrate that, I showed my attempts to make two different characters and that I was <laughs> yeah. trying to make them quote-unquote hot and that I had failed miserably with both. Mm-hmm. Noah, Noah, um, you know, agreed. And um, so, so then we, it's like, well, we know what the game's good at. Let's see if we can just take that to the max. Let's make the most gruff-looking, square-jawed, severe looking lady we possibly could and we spent some time on it and some effort and we went through all the hairstyles the makeup yeah. the eyes the and we we created a character and uh we were both horrified she had a faux hawk and she just big big caterpillar like eyebrows and well they're trying to make like real people quote unquote so well, I mean, we succeeded well on project uh frumpy <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird because I when I think of Funcom, I think of them designing really attractive characters, both yeah, male and female. Age of Conan. Conan had plenty of those. Their secret, what is it called? Dreamfall, Longest Journey type yeah. games have some pretty cool character designs. And this just wasn't hitting the mark. Yeah, we... For the female characters particularly. And so I thought, wow, we've made her hideous. And then when I looked at her compared to the other characters at the starting screen... I was like, she's really just equally hideous to them, despite all her efforts. <laughs> um, so anyway, when we decided to, to really play, though, uh, I had to kill her off. So she was smelted <laughs> to make room for my new character. So I spent 15 minutes again trying to make a hot female <laughs> character. Decided I couldn't do it. Made a dude. Bright red mutton chops. A receding hairline. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> well, you said you wanted a character you wanted to look at. I don't I'm want here. To I'm it. here to make it happen. <laughs> How pale can I make my my ginger? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I think I was kidding everyone the whole time. I was like, he's going to be a ginger with freckles and a clown haircut with a receding <laughs> hairline and and all that. But in the end, I ended up with like an emo looking guy. And then I couldn't, couldn't. I tried all these names for another fifteen minutes, and I could not find a single unclaimed name. Mm-hmm. This is getting frustrating. I don't want to be Snowgums again. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so finally I was like, well, well, you guys were joking with me. You were like, why don't you try Snoogums or something? <laughs> so I tried Snoogums and sure enough it went. And so like once that happens, you're just kind of committed. You're it's into exactly it. what happened with WoW when I was like, no way. There's no. <laughs> so I have another Snoogums. Um, this one is a slightly different reincarnated version of my panda because he's, well, he's human. <laughs> with red hair. And with red hair and big boots. Um,. He's, yeah, he's different. So, um, we did that. I don't know, what what were your thoughts on your character creation? It was kind of cool. I, I didn't feel like I was fighting as much of a an uphill battle making a male character. and But, the, but there was one thing that was kind of weird, where the skin tones that you can choose depend on the face shape that you pick, which does yeah. not make sense to me whatsoever. And so it's like, Okay, I understand that I'm creating a Templar which is based in England and stuff, but why is every one of these 15 skin shades some version of white? Well, I think what they were doing was if you went with like a, you know, they had different racial features, so if you went with Asian, but you But that's had just, a... it's not very obvious. Was it obvious to you? No, not like to somebody pointed it out. Like I picked one that all of a sudden had lots of, of darker skin tones. I'm like, yeah. this face doesn't look very different from the white no, quote-unquote it, face. It's totally true, and it, it, it once, once I somebody mentioned what it was and I understood it it made me laugh because there's this image I have in my head of this is a funny story and I, it's a total <laughs> tangent but when we first started the podcast I was reading about Asheron's Call and I was wondering if there'd be a story to talk about it whether or not it was relevant Yeah, and it, you know it wasn't but there was this guy who ran a fishing shop like a bait shop basically and because he had almost nobody ever come in he was still able to somehow keep the business open, but at his POS machine, which was a PC, he had Asheron's Call loaded, and he played Asheron's Call all the time. And wow. so he has—he was max level and had all the had done all these things that no one else had ever done. And when he finally got to see his character, it was so funny because I'd seen so many characters like this in Asheron's Call. What they were—they had like um, you know Caucasian features, but they were jet black with white hair and white eyebrows, and so. <laughs> Like, the whole time, like, they're explaining to us, one of the Scots was explaining that, well, it depends on what your ethnicity is, will influence your color palette. I just kept seeing that face and seeing somebody at Funcom, like, pointing to, like, a PowerPoint presentation and saying, we can't have this happen. So, <laughs> so that's why we made this decision. And meanwhile, it's that guy's character from the bait shop that's all happy about it. So all that went through my mind when they were talking, and I was just kind of giggling a little bit. So... But yeah, there were, there were some cool choices and uh, a modest but decent selection of wardrobe things. Yeah. Keeping in mind that this game, now that it doesn't have a subscription, is all about microtransactions. And specifically, the in-game store is almost predominantly concerned with buying clothing yeah. and accessories for your character. And I was surprised that with that in mind, there were still a, a decent number of options. You know, They kind of remind me of like the early levels of rock band clothing. Yeah, that is a really good... An, analogy because there was a lot of plaid yeah and like long shorts it's like it might have been hip t-shirts at some point but it's not maybe in europe i don't know maybe yeah maybe where they're based let's check really out my cool wicked clothing i got it's very <laughs> very cool i'm going to go down to the to the docks and try it out it's very nice get and my with... skateboard and watch my tony hawk videos <laughs> it is it's kind of late 90s <laughs> yeah looking clothing stuff but <laughs> all that aside I, I, we got into the whole naming thing and it's it's a little convoluted because you have to choose a first and a last name which doesn't really matter and then your nickname the and then your nickname which is presented kind of like as your middle name which is really your account your character's unique name yeah and i was i t totally swore i would have been cuddle monster if i knew that mark had ended up as snookums but hey. you don't you don't get any confirmation no. You, you don't get an interest, a notice like, oh, that's available. Like a green check mark. Yeah, which would like be really helpful. Available, available would be really cool before you make a horrible decision that I've done <laughs> twice now with Snuggum. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it is your legacy. Maybe every character. I'm gonna go rename him Cabalist. That's what I have to. Do. <laughs> it's for the good of the game. <laughs> but with that in mind, I was trying to find something else, and I'm like, well, my character's gonna. I know he's gonna run around. He's going to be a Templar, and he's going to be judging people, and he's going to have a hammer to do it. So I decided to name him Mick Judge, because that was just pretty awesome and cheesy at the same <laughs> it was, time. It was, it was like, 
what's that band? Ben Camaro. It's summarized. <laughs> like, every time you see him and hear his name, you just think of a Ben Camaro song with all these guys on stage with handlebar mustaches. <laughs> totally. It's just totally. That's right, because he has, a, <laughs> he he has like, this biker-trucker mustache-beard combo thing that's pretty sleazy and, and a tank top. So that's yeah. Hey, where'd your lamb chop? Your ham hocks go. They're still there. <laughs> Are you looking at yourself? No. I don't have a big old disco jacket on <laughs> got my porn star look going on you do man like, <laughs> you just need the curly hair and you'd be like vintage 70s <laughs> ron jeremy yeah. yeah it seemed like mick judge would funny him. funny though he looked like he could be the brother of my character that's what's so funny we ended up picking the same face the same hair color that's uh, really yeah funny. What's, what are the odds yeah and they both are like standing there and i was like i started laughing then like, <laughs> scott one of the scots was like you guys look just alike and i was like no yeah. i don't have facial hair <laughs> It was a conscious decision I made. So after all this consternation over character creation, you and I make the same same character. character what yeah. the hell? Yeah, it was really funny. But it gave us an opportunity to pretend like we have some storyline where we're actual siblings. Yeah, and exactly. We could bust it. We busted out our English slash Scottish slash Irish accents. Yeah, which really wasn't working for me that night. I, I don't know what was going on. There. And I think one of the Scots was kind of annoyed with it. I had. Uh... I'm here. I'm going to teach you a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to unlock a drunk priest. Nothing's happening. There is some kind of groan at some point. If, the, if we are not annoying our co-hosts, we are failing. <laughs> yeah. You so know. Hopefully, you're hearing some wonderful snippets of of that. Yeah. Through this episode. Or just Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, you've got a good. Uh, Sean Connery brogue that you can bust out. Yeah, from time try, to time. try and pull. I should do that in game. Next time we play, I'll just talk like Sean Connery the whole time. <laughs> yes, yes, bring me my hammer, Miss Moneypenny. <laughs> yeah, and and so after you make your character, you end up in London, which is the starting area for yeah. the Templars. And we had there's these weird flashback segments, and there's something that I did really stupid with that flashback segment and I'm not sure if I'm going to tell you that story now I guess I might as well tell you now so prior to this Monday night experience I wanted to make sure I had the game installed and I wanted to make sure that it would run on my machine and I had the settings looking nice and I decided to take the challenge of creating an attractive female did you character. pull it off? I did! Oh, sweet. you would like this girl I think Mark because <laughs> She's got this cool, she's red hair, oh, she's yeah. a little tall, and she's got kind of like this classy, professional, casual type look going on, and she's an Illuminati. Short skirt and a long jacket, like the cake song? I almost did that. Oh, she does perfect. have a long jacket, but I don't think there was a skirt that would have yeah. looked decent. So she's a little bit a little bit more mature from that angle. But uh, I did that, and I named her, her real name, her first and last name, Her I remember that her first name was Sarah, and I gave her some kind of weird nickname that was unique i'm playing the game and then there's this opening flashback sequence where you end up basically psychically going into somebody's past yeah and who's also female and looked a hell of a lot like my character oh that's really funny and so i appear in the subway and then the main character the main representatives of each of the faction that you see in all the marketing for the game the white haired girl with the beanie yeah and then some dude from the templars and then the asian girl who's drinking the milkshake and the monster faces her in the cg intro yeah. trailer whatever they're all there and they're working with you and i was talking to eric about it. i'm like you know the voice acting's pretty good but i was really impressed that these characters knew my name and he's like what are you talking about he's like do you have a common name I'm like yeah my character's name is sarah and they're all like, Sarah, get your gun. Sarah, do this. And, <laughs> what da, 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 da. Are the odds? and I'm like, wow, how are they doing that? And yeah. I'm like, I wonder if they like had the voice actors record certain common names or something oh, like that. Oh, that's hilarious. Or were they using like some text-to-speech recognition and pulling that off? And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. The rest of the game is kind of eh. But I was skipping all the cinemas because I didn't want to ruin the story for our Monday night session. But I was talking to Eric, and Eric just started laughing. <laughs> He's, like, He's like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe this. This is so hilarious. And I'm like, what? He's like 
they're not saying your name. You're actually playing someone else. <laughs> you're like reliving their past. And that lady's name, name was Sarah. Sarah. I'm like, how am I supposed to know this? Yeah. Because like I kept mousing over the other characters. I'm like, are they talking to each other? Is, is what the, the Asian girl so or the funny. other girl named Sarah? I'm like, they're not. I'm like, how did they do that? That's yeah. really cool. It was such a letdown. That would have been really funny <laughs> if you had a really exotic name and then it was exactly that, like yeah. Shaniqua. And they're like, yeah. no, Shaniqua, no. And you're like, how did they know? And it's like, even when it would, it, you flicker back and forth between your character model and this character that you're portraying or possessing or whatever i'm like oh that's just my character with different clothes no no it's totally different person when you actually play as a male character as i did it's like okay obviously that woman (gasps) they've reassigned my gender (laughs) yeah and now i'm called sarah (laughs) i don't know if i like now i know the secret of this world (laughs) this is the secret world (laughs) holy crap So yeah, that was my duh moment. Oh, that's funny. So when we came into that area again with the subway and everything, we just we skipped, skipped it all. So I still have no idea what the hell's going on in this game. I like the black zombies, though. Like the yeah, really they're kind weird... of creepy with the glowing eyes. Yeah, and I like dark that. black skin. And kind of yeah, they're like they're kind of like shadows almost. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, those were cool. And then when well, we zipped through that, so that we could all meet up. Yeah. This is an inauspicious start to the game. Who needs a tutorial? <laughs> and we ended up leaving London and the Templar headquarters and went up and got into the first main area where everybody goes regardless of your faction which is um Kingsmouth no the thing i thought was funny was the i forget what they call the 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 travel network that they have that you find in secret locations oh yeah that was really cool and it's really cool but it's like Right out of the Wheel of Time books by Robert Jordan, which are the, these things called the Ways. I mean, it is like literally exactly what is described in those so books. It's like these gigantic floating tree limbs with portals in them. Well, they're bridges and stuff over pieces of land in the books, but I mean, it's the same kind of look, and it gets you from one place to the other super fast. Mm-hmm. It's like some meta reality kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. And then I, I was referring to the big guys as big daddies. Oh, yeah. There were these gigantic mechanical guardians yeah. in this alternate dimension that you use to basically warp around Earth. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I yeah, mean, it's cool because at first it was like, oh, man, I have to do a lot of walking across these tree limbs. Yeah. But then you cross you know, this zip. threshold and then it's like yeah. this blurry fast forward move, which is really cool. And then you see this magical portal that takes you into London, New England. Oh, yeah. From you, after, you leave from London to New England. After we picked our weapons and our costumes. Yeah, we our, had this weird training uh, session where we were supposed to beat up these weird demons shackled demons, been, like shackled. They'd like been strung up from the ceiling or str- stuck to pseudo crosses. It was creepy. It was kind of creepy. Yeah. But good voice acting at this point. Lots of really good accents. Did, good actors. Oh yeah. Now you chose a hammer for your first weapon. I did, and I did, and I think you wanted to be a hammer, and I'm really glad that you allowed me to. To play the hammer. Oh, I still cool. that'll be my secondary weapon is a hammer or power or whatever. But my mm-hmm. primary is a shotgun. So I always liked that um, that Tokyo flashback. She has a shotgun. Yeah, know? that's the the weapon that you get. And so Sarah. I liked that. But when I played it the first time around, and I still have the character, I went with like the fist weapon, um, chaos, which is exactly what Eric has, I think. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. what also Southern Scott has. Yeah. I do have a fist guy, uh, a dragon that does fists and chaos magic. He's pretty fun. That's actually what Eric's character is. That's nice. what mine is like, too. That must be a popular archetype of all it is. the same kind. That's why I want to do something totally different. And so I really wanted to do something very different. And I remember, though, I remember later in the game when I played with that character, some of the people with the hammer had the thing where they could throw the hammer, like like Thor throws his hammer. And then it whips Mjolnir, back. And it comes style. back. Oh, that's Yeah, awesome. it's really, and there's a lot of cool effects for that. So that'll be fun. But I like the shotgun so far, too, because it seems to knock stuff backwards and down. And it's yeah. good at repulsing things. So I kind of like that. And I and uh, and uh, when I got it, I just wanted to scream out, "This is my boomstick!" You know, or "Names yeah. Ash Housewares" or some <laughs> some cool phrase. But yeah, it was cool. I never always wanted to play a game where I'm fighting with a sledgehammer. So, believe it or not, that has not happened up until this point. And so now I get to fulfill that. That will be cool. Nascent. It can be that guy, little little hammer, or light hammer, or whatever from Blade Two or whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. He, that was a cool character. He was really cool. He got killed, didn't he? I think the Reaper virus got him. Yeah, that sucks.
Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> Moving we'll mourn, on. We'll mourn for him later. So we do, we do all that. That's all part of your initiation in, in yeah. London. And the, and there's other people running around. Apparently that's some kind of quest type. You end up coming back there again yeah. and again for other stuff related yeah. to your faction. Which is kind of weird because I was just fresh off the boat from WoW. And it's like, what? We can never return to the Wandering Isle. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. But this one is like, there's nothing special. Like, yeah, you can come back to London whenever you want. Which is cool because it's decently designed. It's very similar to the New York area that I went through. Yeah. In terms of like it's a bunch of alleys and some main intersections that are just kind of cordoned off and... And it's I, I think you have to go back there in some sometimes to rise in the ranks of the Templar and sometimes oh. they do it by radio. Oh. Um. But like you'll you'll get you know promotions and stuff, which means you get more stripes on your lapels or whatever, and it's pretty cool. But Kingsmith, yeah, different kind of place. Zombie outbreak. I was already trying to grief you when I was remember I kept like lighting the gasoline oh, and then I jump on the car. That was killing me. Yeah, I know. That was the and coolest part. And I died. Part. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. I hate not the timer. Stupid. Like, Yep, here it comes. Hey, who's that guy on fire? <laughs> Great, thanks for like slowing this shit down even more, Mark. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> I knew you did it too, and I was like, it's alright. I didn't die that time, no. I died earlier. Yeah, I remember. Because it's a stupid mission. Well, it's, it's crazy when there's multiple players, because one guy jumps on the car, gets the zombies... Yeah, so the, yeah, there's like several missions. One where you have to jump on top of cars to set off car alarms Which to bring zombie. zombies over to you, and then you have to kill five. And then there's other ones where those same cars, there's gas cans next to them, and you have to use them to blow up the car. But you can still jump on the car to summon the zombies to do that, because you have to kill so many zombies with fire. Yeah, you have to draw them to the explosion. And if some create. unsuspecting player character is nearby, not only do they get burned, but they get wailed on by zombies all at the same time while you run away to the next car. <sighs> Which yeah. is what I was trying to do, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't in the mood for that when that happened. No, it was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was making me remember that cool um, Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So you will get yours. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I will find a way. Oh, there's many ways to <laughs> get killed in this game. <laughs> yeah, and and it, so it is. So we're in a New England town, which is being plagued by a zombie outbreak, and there's other kind of monsters, and there's some mysterious fog. It's like it's very Stephen King. You're it's this foggy New England coastal town. Oh, very, yeah, and, it's classic. And it's there's got a, a light tower off in the distance. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you're is is it permanently the whole time? Is it always nighttime in this place? Does it ever turn daytime? Yeah, I think it's daytime. I, c I can't remember, honestly, because the next zone is definitely daytime. Well, I mean, Kingsmith itself. That's what I'm trying to remember. If if I, I confuse the two zones because they're right adjacent to one another. Oh, yeah. So I can't remember if it... I think it does do day and night. I hope so, because... Yeah. It but starts it's pretty out and like it's, it's kind of cool, but... It's kind of Scooby-Doo-ish. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. You know, I just expected Velma to truck across with like, Great Dane. <laughs> yeah. Cut the cut the hole out of the fog, you know, yeah. and have it like then <laughs> peek through the hole. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were doing. We just ran around, and the game has some interesting constraints and and design decisions. Like there are no levels in this game. Yeah, you just gain ability points, and you continue to fill out this gigantic radial demographic chart. The, the Rosetta Stone of your skills. It's crazy, and then. You know, we I think we both looked up the decks that we could build to, which is kind of like a combination of skills and abilities. Yeah. And we both kind of figured out where we want to go. And the cool thing is it unlocks a costume when you achieve it, which is, you know, Yeah, specific. so it's kind of like a recipe for, provided by Funcom. Yeah. And they reward you if you follow that recipe of specific skill sets and upgrades to your character. So we're both on the roadmap for that. Yeah. Um, and it's cool yeah. that I thought I'd have to actually cross-reference the Funcom website But back it's and right forth, there. But you, you can just select an in interface. I'm like, oh, right on. I like that too, yeah. I'm going to be a, a Puritan... Sweet. 
because that suits my personality. Or, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's something we're working towards. What was weird is I would get, excuse me, I'd get ability points and it'd tell me that stuff was unlocked, but I think it was only the potential to unlock something. Yeah. Because I wasn't I, getting new abilities. I get confused there, too. There's AP and A. There's, like, ability points, and then there's the actual ability you choose. You have to go between the, there's, like, a, Looks like bar graphs, and then the the pie graph. <laughs> it's like what the? Hell? You have to choose the two to get it to get. You, they're two different things. One steadily increments your damage or defense or magic or whatever, and the other one is the actual skill that you pick up to use that. Yeah, that's right. And so it's confusing because you're unlocking them. It goes back and forth, and you know you're. And they're not directly correlated. No, they're to- totally different. One is kind of like your strength in that discipline and the other is all your different various skills with that discipline yeah which makes and and they're separated in attack and defense and so i don't know if you noticed on the little the circle thing but there's like usually kind of a gap in between the halves of the two there's like two halves to each yes and so when you go to the one that's more the graph um you choose like attack or defense or whatever and then that gives you more um makes whatever you've chosen skill wise more powerful so if like you went and chose like all these different skills that were for attack, but you were putting all your points into defense and you only had the one ability, Net that one zero. ability would be really powerful, but all your other stuff, it would do things, but it would be very weak. So you have wow. to balance it out. And then when you unlock your second weapon or purchase it or whatever, you have to balance it across all four. So two different weapons and attack and defense or whatever. And then... Oh my gosh! So, and then there's these miscellaneous yeah. three miscellaneous things you can go for too that are just there. They're the green colored ones. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember so, that too. So yeah, they're like at the uh, nuclear hazard positions of the the circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so listeners, if you haven't played this game and you're starting to think it's a little over-engineered at times, you're correct. You're correct. It's very different. And that's what I. That's one of the stark contrasts that we were that we mentioned earlier from this and world of warcraft i know that world of warcraft is just as complex as this but yeah you don't have to dive you you can dive deep to find that but you don't have to look for it you can play with just on the surface yeah it kind of takes you by the hand until you're ready to you know you start to gradually understand all these different things you can be doing and this one it's just right there from the beginning and so i think it's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, first, certainly with my first character, I made really bad decisions right off the mm-hmm. bat because I didn't quite understand what I was doing, and um, I wasn't building to any specific deck. I was just going for what looked cool. I made myself really strong on offense and very little defense. Then I tried to compensate, but I did exactly what I said was I was choosing all these skills for defense, but no putting no points towards it. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was really kind of... It's kind of weird, you know, how that works. I was talking a whole bunch with Eric about this via Instant Messenger before our play session, and his belief is that you can't make a bad combination in this game because you can respect stuff, and and, and as you get higher, well, you get further in the game, since there aren't levels, it's weird for me to say a higher level in the game, um, you end up having to be really well-rounded. You can't just be a single role you have to be able to heal yourself you have to be a support role you have to be you have to be ranged atta- you have to have ranged attacks you have to have melee attacks and all this other stuff that makes you really well balanced yeah but other than that i mean we played a basic mission we fought a bunch of we killed a bunch of zombies and then we had to kill some firemen which were stronger versions of zombies and there was a boss fireman that we fought that it was just <laughs> Way I know along. we make it sound scary, but yeah, it was a, like a zombie fire station. But yeah, for the most part, just the three of us being together when we were playing, or four of us being together, we just kind of insta-killed most things that we did. Yeah, it was pretty easy. So far, it's been pretty easy. But I'm looking forward. I heard there's some really cool boss moments yeah, I, in the game. Yeah, I, I love the boss you fight for this one, um, because... He has, like, in WoW, it seems like in some of the instances you get into, we're getting into now where we're at, which is in our, like, 30s, well, late 30s, early 40s, yeah. level-wise. Now we're getting into some encounters where 
there we have to look out for stuff like you don't if the giant red circle forms right around you you want to get out of the way yes or if like you're being crowd controlled or something by the boss so we're starting to get to the point where there we have to do things in encounters to survive we can't just More take strategic. and spank or whatever yeah i wanted to say that all day <laughs> sword and board but um but anyway, in this one, the first boss you fight, you have got to play very, very, very strategically. Mm-hmm. You have to hide behind columns when the boss does this thing or you'll die. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, it's like, it's a very difficult encounter right off the bat. And it is creepy as hell. It's a giant thing and it's got a Cthulhu head. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you're, you're, you're like, oh, wow. You know, I, I just went from wasting zombies like they were nothing to this all-out battle yeah so it's cool i mean it's i really enjoy and i think it's like i can't remember if it's like called polaris is maybe the first one Mm -hmm. but it was was, it's really fun and i'm looking forward to us as a group encountering it and and, and owning you know there was another there after a series of collect this kill five of these kill ten of these it was really cool that we had this quest that was just something that was completely optional that you pick up but it was definitely an investigative quest where yeah you had to examine something you had to decipher the meaning behind some clues inside of a text message that was being held that was on a phone being held by someone who died oh yeah and that's just the tip of the iceberg they get way more elaborate yeah and that that was but even that i was just like wow i kind of have to think about this i have to investigate the world which has all these monsters around it to try to figure out the objectives on this particular mission. Later, um, as just a teaser, um, that computer terminal on the in the police station on the desk will actually yeah. interface with that later. And have to I noticed stuff. that because I, I would accidentally hit, I think, a Warcraft keystroke when yeah. I was next to it, and like this freaking DOS prompt pops yeah. up, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this, There's and just close it. A lot of stuff like that. So that's really cool. Yeah. So. That that kind of is a, a nice segue for us to talk about what our initial impressions were of the secret world, and so looking at it from three different angles: what's great, what's kind of eh, and what's lame. So for me, I would definitely say I really like the quest design. I like how there's so much spoken voice acting used to introduce the quests, and the UI while definitely esoteric and perhaps a little bit too influenced by Microsoft PowerPoint or Excel, <laughs> it is really cool. It, it, it animates really nicely. It looks really neat. And it's something that's, it, it's, it's so aesthetically pleasing. It's like, I don't understand what the hell this is, but I want to learn how to use it because it looks yeah. so nice. Yeah. And the, and the areas of things that are just kind of meh for me, as we've talked about quite a bit, there's definitely a disparity between how <laughs> nice the player-created characters can look and the game's NPCs. Did I complain about that a little too much? And I was like, this one's hot, too! I can't make anything like this. <laughs> you kept mentioning that, like, this character's hot. Well, how did they make this character? Yeah. And then you started noticing player characters that were hot. Like, how did she do that? <laughs> yeah, I was getting so frustrated. I don't remember those options being in there. The lady in white's not all severe looking. What the hell? How do I get that model? (laughs) The the damn Templar chick's hot too. How can this be? (laughs) They serve the hot ones for the NPCs. Yeah! That's totally whacked. (laughs) Hmm, she's hot too. How can this be? The sloppy chick looks kind of hot. How do people do this? <laughs> I pride myself on making like hot char- player characters, and I was getting just really frustrated. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, mine look mean. Like they're a nun that's gonna hit you with a ruler if you screw <laughs> yeah. up." Another thing that I thought was kind of funky and, and not totally fun yet is the combat is fine it's a little bit tougher than i had in wow my life bar drops down a lot more quickly in this game than it did in the last game oh yeah and it's i really loved age of conan's combo based system and that's the main thing i'm comparing here because this is a game from the same developer and this doesn't really draw me in it feels more like just traditional i'm hitting one i'm hitting two yeah hitting one rinse repeat there's not any interplay between the abilities 
Uh, also, the, speaking of the overall game design, the lack of levels is kind of weird. But the deck concept is cool. At least there are some constructs that we can work towards. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. Probably like four, 30 or so decks. And yeah. they're cool. They sound cool. It's, it's like what would draw you into a and d game. Like, you can be the witch hunter. Or you can be the executioner. Yeah, or yeah. the freelancer. And it's like all these cool titles. It's like, oh. And it kind of helps think, make you think of your character as having a story and a background yeah. and a history. Which, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's still all, you have to own that experience. But it's it's nice that that building blocks are there and the game world design speaking of funcom's previous work age of conan we've just been going through some urban environments they they're nice that some of them aren't that great it's it feels a little generic but at least the textures are pretty good yeah. the building architecture is nice i don't feel like i'm playing city of heroes again for instance no it, it looks classy there's some there's some good stuff but uh and the animations for there's a lot are, of repetition though yeah there is i I felt like that. Yeah. It starts to kind of blur together. Yeah. But the map system is kind of cool. The, the map maps, is really neat. Yeah. That helps make it sort out. Yeah, I like the map. Now, as for the stuff that really frustrated me about this game, the customer service is absolutely horrific. I struggled to get the game installed. I still can't get access to my Age of Conan account, so I had to make a brand new one. Uh. Even though I try to use the live 24-7 chat which actually goes to an error page, page not found on the internet. That's impressive. I contacted them via email three different times in one session trying to tell them I need to get access to my Funcom account because since I haven't used it in 90 days, your standard operating procedure is I have to click a link in an email. But the email that I made with that Asia Conan game was from five years ago and I haven't used it. I don't have access to it anymore. Yeah. And... They're like, don't worry. They're like, don't email us if you're waiting for a, a password reminder, or you're getting your user character name sent to you. You have to wait 30 minutes for that to happen. I'm like, what type of company takes 30 minutes to send out an email? First yeah, of all, what, what kind of mail relay are they using? And second of all, they never responded. They, I never got any of those emails, and the emails that actually wrote out messages to them, no response. And it's oh, been a, almost man. a week now. That is pretty awful. Can't do a Hitler mustache. Fuck. <laughs> No, it's a fairly, Euro- fairly European game, so they would have avoided Where that one pretty good. Is the customization that I was promised with the customer support, apparently. <laughs> so horrific customer service, and it's, it just adds insult to injury. Like we're here for you, we're here twenty-four-seven. We will make sure that everything gets taken care of, and they're totally operating. I had the same thing happen with NCSoft, though. Did you really? Yeah. And oh yeah, actually, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, stories. and so I just finally said, "Screw it." And then when City of Heroes was going to close, I was like, "Oh, maybe not. Screw it." And then I ran into more trouble, and I was just like, "Screw it." It's, it's just, just not, not worth it. It really burns you. Yeah, it really does. But aside from that, getting back to the actual game, I really can't stand silent protagonists, and this game is all about silent protagonists. Oh, okay. So, you know, Eric's a huge advocate for this, and he thought, he had mentioned before that he thought the silent protagonist was cool. I hate it, too. It just doesn't feel natural, especially after playing all the damn Bioware games, Dragon Age and Mass Effect and Tor. Mm -hmm. Do player characters talk at all in this game? No, it's the silent no. protagonist. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because I'm going to tell her, I want to tell her right now that if I went dragon, I'd get a BJ. <laughs> what do you offer? <laughs> this is going to be an even exchange. This yeah. is not chaotic enough. <laughs> tell you how this is going to work, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> well, I have to offer some respect. <laughs> <clears throat> and this game has. A lot of voice acting in it yeah and just to have your and and it's really awkward in some of the later ones too where somebody's like you know just reading your character the riot act or something or you know know that they would say something and you would hope that your character would and it makes your character actually look dumb to just stand yeah, there just with like a big blank expression and be like uh-huh so you're saying that basically the entire world will be consumed in darkness <laughs> And all I can do is stand here and kind of fidget and blink. It's like, I wouldn't trust this character to do anything because they can't say anything at all. Exactly. So I'm surprised they even have any grunts during battle because what is that? And they don't, they also don't say anything there. I mean, at least in world of Warcraft, if I'm trying to use an ability and I don't have mana, my character says, I don't have any mana. In that character's voice. Yeah. And this one, it's just, it's nothing. And uh, 
ah, that really, it's, it's, it's just a pet peeve of mine. It, well, in this day and age, I just don't think it, it makes sense. They did the voice acting for everything else. They could have let you maybe choose between two or three different male voices or yeah. female voices and added that in. And it would have, it just adds an extra level of immersion. immersion. Yeah. Without it, it's just, re- and like I said, it's some clunky. quests are really, really awkward without it. So Well, yeah, and even just in the intro, I, I feel like these characters are saying stuff, and it's almost built into the dialogue where they say something, and they pause. And yeah. it's like, your character should respond, and then they just keep on talking. And, and I'm not saying it has to absolutely have, like, a dialogue wheel or something like that. Yeah. I mean, even if they just, even if you're just clicking next, if your character would then respond with, yes, I am able to communicate in the language you call English, and I do understand the ramifications of... You know, anything would be better than what they have. Because you have voice acting not only in-game, but then it'll actually cut away and do these cool cinematic scenes where there's cinematography, the camera's moving around. It's it's like you're watching a movie, and then you have this mute idiot in the middle of it. Yeah, like Silent Bob. (laughs) Yeah. Can't say a thing. So that bothers the hell out of me, too. Uh, As for... Another thing that kind of bugs me is that, yeah, these areas are cool. Being in London is cool. Being in this New England fisherman town is cool. It's a cool idea on paper, but it gets boring real quick. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But what I what I can reassure myself with is that there are lots of environments, lots of places that will go that we could potentially go to Egypt at some point with yeah. the latest update. Go to all sorts of different places around the world where I have more of a context versus a world that's completely fantasy. That's kind of cool. So I that's a caveat of thing uh and also the interface i i don't know if i've got a resolution problem or something like that but so many of the little buttons like the closing x button on the browser or the sliders for the character stuff i have to give the tip of my mouse cursor precisely in the middle of that circle because even if you're kind of pointing somewhere on the edges of the circle or somewhere else you it won't click it won't select it and that is just really sloppy to me yeah one other thing that really bugs me is that for whatever reason, you can only have three quests. And yet these areas are full of quests. I think you can have more, like five. But there's only so many of each type that you can have. So you can have like uh, one that's like a, like a, you know, the one that's the thinking man's quest. Yeah. And you can have like a main quest and two side quests. And then there's like uh, one other one. It's like green, I think. I can't. I think there's something like three reds, one blue and one green or something like that. And it's just it's it's ho- it's a hokey way to force you to take longer time in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you have to basically get your four quests, run You're all over the world, and do over, them, yeah. and then you have to backtrack to gather the quests that you couldn't collect because your small little mind, yeah. your mute idiot's mind, can't handle remembering more than five things. More than five things, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those are my things. Those are those are my initial impressions. The things that are lame. I don't think the customer service is going to change, unfortunately. I, I think a lot of my issues, they're, they're things that are just screwed, and I just need to get over them. They're not yeah. going to get better. But what's cool is that I saw a lot of things that I thought were good or or at least decent, so I'm hoping that balances out. How about you? So for what's great, I thought the mood is good. I think it does, and we'll see more of this later. You know, we're right at the tip of the iceberg because we did the character creation that chewed up some time, the flashback chewed up some time. Even though we didn't play through it, just getting everybody kind of ready and aligned was a bit. Yeah. Um, but the, I think the mood is good. Um, the meh for me is the interface. I like your complaints. I just I'm with you there. And in, in general, I just think that the interface is is clunky. It's well intentioned, but it's poorly executed. Yeah, and I and I I've just never liked the way that like not being able to move boxes once you open something having it be mm-hmm. there until you close it. So, like, if I want to open two things at once and they and they are preset to occupy the same space on the screen, and I can't move them, I hate that. Yeah. And I mean, ever since like Ultima Seven, you've been able to do that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that drives me up the wall. And then um, this the way the skill tree works, I've just never really gotten used to it. I I don't know why. It's it's probably really really cool. Yeah. But 
maybe it's just over engineered I don't know or maybe that maybe I do need more of a on rails experience to where I don't have as much freedom at first <laughs> and then it opens up after a while yeah but the way it works right now I just feel like you can really hose yourself even if you can do a respec or whatever it's mm-hmm. like well then you have to figure out how to do a respec and you probably have to go to London for that or who knows where you know it's yeah. like I just I I don't know I I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, all that being said, though, I'm still looking forward to playing it and learning more about it and getting yeah. over overcoming the things that you yeah. know, annoy me. And yeah, because we wouldn't have chosen this game if we had a lot of reservations about it. And you, Mark, definitely would have a, a, a very strong opinion on that because you've put in some hours already into this game. Yeah, and you would have been able to already flag it prior to my committing to it, like, yeah, it might be iffy. Just like there were a lot of games that we considered to jump into. And what's cool is I was talking to Military Scott about it. I also talked, or yeah, Military Scott. And I talked to Tara about it and she's like, you should stay away from these games. They're really grindy or mm-hmm. they're just kind of, they're not very fulfilling unless you really like this type of aspect. So what's cool about Secret World is that it's still got a lot of potential. It's got a lot of things yeah. that are very cool about it. And we're going to tough it out for the next two months and yep. see where it takes us. But in the meantime, <laughs> we're also still playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, so Noah like announced his schedule and what nights would be available for Ad Hoc while playing. Mm-hmm. And so we had our first one, was it Saturday night? Or it was a Sunday night. Sunday night. And uh, we did Maradon, Maradon. Over and over. With Mark, Hilgi, and Jay Sean. Yeah, we got progressively better at it. <laughs> yeah. Leveled a ton, though. I mean, it was really cool. We did, yeah. And we got some good... I, it was funny, because I, I have a chamois, you know, a, a Pandarian shaman, and um, you have a transition at level 40 in WoW from leather to male. So all these drops I were getting was oh. male. Um, and I was rolling for him because I was like, well, I'll have it soon. And nobody else would roll need for him. <laughs> so I acquired like two of everything, mm-hmm. which was kind of neat, you know, to have. Yeah. Um, but I felt kind of bad, but I just hoarded it. And then I, I, as we kept going, I would start to replace the, the better stuff with the older stuff. And so we finished up and I was like, well, if I maybe do one more dungeon run I could hit 40 which I did <laughs> so I did that and hit 40 and like got like to switch out all my leather with mail and one of the missions or one of the quests we did was the lost vikings one in Maradon. that was a cool mission and I, we got like Olaf's helmet was one of the I think it's Olaf's helmet and mm-hmm. I rolled need for it and I got it and so I got so now I have a Pandarian with Olaf's helmet on which I think this is little, yeah, cow horns on the... It's a traditional Viking helmet with the horns. With the horns, yeah. And the metal. I just yeah. love it. It's just so f- cool. So I had a really... That was probably my most fun session we've had playing WoW yet, was that night with everybody just... It was. Around. It was... I had a great time, too. Yeah. It's just a great group of people, and the, the that particular instance was really fun yeah. to, to go through. Um. So we're going to continue to do that, and Noah will probably Twitter, or he'll probably he'll Twitter paid himself. He'll tweet, <laughs> he'll tweet it out if he's going to play that night or whatever. Yeah. And then um, I'm still playing WoW with my uh, my level 87 warlock, and I'm doing Pandaria now. And Isn't noticed, that so cool over there? Yeah, it got a little harder. I noticed I couldn't. Like, I was so ridiculous for Cataclysm. Like, I would just go into bad situations with like. I'd have, like, you know, no mana, or ha- my health would be halfway, and I would just assume I'd come out winning no matter what happened, and I did. And then I started playing Pandaria, and I was like, oh, this is what it's like to actually be fearful that you might screw up. <laughs> and so the difficulty is a little higher, and, yeah. you know, I'm starting to level and get some better gear. How's the quest design and the, and the level design? It's really good so far, yeah. I mean, it's nothing... Um, super crazy and some of the stuff in cataclysm is going to be tough to to top well because in each of those areas were just so unique whereas with pandaria you start out in a i'm sure a very similar environment on the wandering isle yeah and i've leveled i've gained two levels since i went to pandaria and i'm at the tip of the iceberg still so 
found more monkeys on trees, which, as you you may recall, I was totally amazed by the monkeys just hanging by a tree limb, and then you get close and they jump down and beat on you. Yeah. Yeah, and they just launched all this new dinosaur content, and there's this new island, and... Yeah, the Storm King or whatever he's called. Yeah, the Thunder King. Thunder King, yeah. So I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit, and then... um, I'm at this weird place with the instances where I can't do random right now um, because I don't have all of them unlocked oh, or I don't weird. have I don't have a my gear isn't at the right level that I can do all of the cataclysm heroics nor can I do any of the Pandarian ones yet in the instances because my gear level my average gear level isn't quite high enough it's mm-hmm. very close so I was kind of frustrated and I thought well what if I try some PvP and it threw me in this cool um, League of Legends like almost uh, arena or not arena but battleground and um, and I was like oh man I'm not geared up for this you know I barely I can't get into these instances <laughs> and I you know I haven't I, I was just really I was really worried and I didn't even die for a long time I was just destroying people Nice. And so I was having a total blast. I was doing the typical thing of fearing them or, you know, sleeping them or whatever I could do <laughs> and then just dotting the hell out of them. And my, meanwhile, my demon, I switched over to the uh, advanced version of the succubus that I have because of my some of my skill preferences or whatever. And she's like that six-armed demon that runs in and just oh, cool. with all the swords. And so she was doing stuff to him and I, I don't know what I don't even know what all was happening I was doing a lot of button mashing mm-hmm. but um, by the end of it I had only died once but I like unlocked all kinds of achievements because I got enough kills and it was oh, just it was cool. really really fun I can't remember the name of what the battleground was or anything all I know is I got through it got some achievements got some points had a really good time so i think i'm gonna have to start looking into uh some more high level pvp because right at least on. up until i hit 90 and then i'm sure at 90 then you're thrown in with the guys with the crazy armor the career yeah the, the the career the lifers yeah um but at this weird kind of you know middling thing where i'm at level 87 um it's mm-hmm. The challenge is, it's not that hard for a warlock, so it was fun. I had a good time. I really, really, really enjoy making warriors go running around in circles. (laughs) That was a fun thing, so. Yeah, so that's it for this episode. Just as a basic reminder, we would love for you to join us in the secret world. Yeah. Uh, the, the game's structured so that you're supposed to choose a faction, whether you're with the Templars or Templars, as they're called in the game, the Illuminati or the Dragon, but you can be in any faction and still join up with us. We've yep. all made Templars. Uh, just for simplicity's sake, we start in the same areas and, and have the same hub and stuff. So it's up to you, but we play on Monday nights on the Daemon server, D-A-E-M-O-N, from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. And as mentioned before, Mark's character is Snuggums. S N O O G E M S. So Snuggums. <laughs> and mine is Mick Judge. Mick Judge. M C J U D G E. And I think Military Scots is some slain. spelling of slain. I I'm not sure if I have the right. If I remember. I the right think spelling. that is right. S L A I N N E. And then Southern Scott is a condensed version of Doctor Drew. Yeah. D O C T R. D-R-E-W-E. I wanted to make an Adam Carolla, but I didn't really think Snuggums would Oh, it's funny. Over. When you walked up to Scott, you're like, what's up, Cisco? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't see you. Is that Noah right next to you? Well, he's judge. a porn star. Aw, really? You can't write? I didn't realize you couldn't write. Hey, clicking. Cisco, what's happening? <laughs> Cisco? Yeah. The Ginger Twins. We call us, you can call us the Ginger Snaps. <laughs> Which I didn't think anybody else remembered Cisco, Cisco from the Cisco was a one the hit wonder, song. right? With the thong song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does look the kind thong. of, it's like kind of a mix of either Dr. Drew. Because he's so tan with the silver hair. He yeah. Does look like a big Cisco. <laughs> Cisco is like four feet tall, so. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you are in World of Warcraft, we are also definitely still there. We are on the Arthas server. We also have a, G- a guild, the Channel Massive Guild. Level 4. 
yes. and growing. We're leveling it up. We would love to have you join us in that if, if that's more your taste. Yep. And Mark's primaries are Zulin. X-U-L-I-N. And again. Which is a rearrangement. What do you call that when you... An anagram? Anagram for Linux. Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I never noticed that. I feel stupid now. Uh, no, it's just something silly I did. And then you're, uh, you also have your true, your original Snookums over there. And then I, my primary over there is Cuddle Monster, which is C-U-D-D-L-M-O-N-S-T-R-R. So no E's in my name. There. Yep, he's E-less. So if you let us know, you can you can email us or tweet us. I'll keep you posted on when our ad hoc play sessions are for that. It's, it won't be at the same time every time. But yes, we can have keep in touch with us via email at mail M-A-I-L. at channelmassive.com or you can tweet us at channelmassive, at this is Noah, or at CO Markham. We really appreciate you listening to our show, subscribing to us, leave us a review over on iTunes. Let us know what you think, if you have advice on how to play the secret world, or yeah. if you'd like to meet up with us and show us how it's done. Yeah, give us a demo, a brief demonstration of your that. power. Yes, we would really, really like that. So hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for listening. I'll give you the premise of my character. My character's name is Dr. Drew, after Drew Pinsky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looks just like him, so... <laughs> My theory is he's so pissed off at um at all these celebrities that he's having to rehab that uh he's like screw this so he joined it. the Templars. So. <laughs> Eric was telling me earlier that you basically have to learn all types of abilities and all types of weapons. That it ends up being really broad the further you get into the game. We probably starts. won't make it that far. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ye of little faith. You know what my theory on Gilligan's Island is, right? What's that? The professor was is the key to the whole thing. He's why they didn't get off the island. I can build a radio with freaking coconuts, but I can't build a boat. Give me, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, I skipped all that stuff. I'm just murdering zombies over and over again, waiting for you guys to get the Kingsmith. Sorry, we're lame. I haven't done anything. I'm just killing zombies. I think I'm Oops. up to like 300. How many zombies have you killed now, Scott? Like, uh, it's like four hundred, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like literally four hundred. Let me see. That's really funny. Four hundred and fifty-six. <laughs> she got five hundred zombies and a big old fat chunk of XP. That's awesome. <laughs> Huge, fifteen thousand. Do it with an accent, Mark. Who needs a tutorial? How do you need the tutorial? There we go. Who needs a tutorial? I don't know, man. Yeah, that yeah, was like kind of Russian. Russian. Yeah. I'll give you one now. Who needs a gosh darn tutorial? <laughs> Best one ever. I already know how to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a dog. Uh, I love how it's used the corpse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Total creeper. Yeah. You're late.